Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the Ultimate One, coming to you live from New York City. And tonight, we're going to do AEW review. Plus, I'm going to add the Jim Cornette situation, and we're going to be talking about that uh, in this podcast. First of all, let's go with the AEW review um, show last night. Uh, the AEW Dynamite show was great. Uh, I mean, they did not disappoint me. The first match of the, of the night was Matt Jackson versus Ray, not Matt Jackson, I'm sorry, Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. And this match was beautiful. Back and forth match between both of them. Uh, Ray Phoenix, of course, he is a magician when it comes to these wrestling robes. This guy kept doing some trampoline moves on those robes. He walked on them. He jumped on them. He did uh, hurricanes from them. I mean, he had Nick Jackson off balance most of the night. Even though Nick Jackson did his moves and whatnot, you know, uh, and went toe-to-toe with uh, Ray Phoenix as far as that uh, area of skills. But Ray Phoenix showed that you he could take control of the match inside the ring and outside the ring. At one point, he caught Nick Jackson with a cutter outside the ring. I thought that match was over. Um they kept going back and forth. Nick Jackson did his kicks and his bulldog. He had um, Ray Phoenix kind of down for the two count. Uh, he did uh, Nick did the Hurricanrana. They saw him do the balancing act on the ropes for the two count. The same way these guys uh, exchanged super kids back and forth. Um, it, I mean, it looked like this match will last forever. He, they had the fans in their hand, and the fans were loving it. Um, Nick Jackson got caught again by another cutter by Phoenix in the match for a two count. Um, I think, uh, I believe, um, I Nick, Nick Jackson caught Phoenix and suplexed him on the edge of the ring. I thought that was that would have been it. Um, he spiked Phoenix at one point. He did the Canadian Destroyer for a two count, and then he reversed it into a sharpshooter. So Nick Jackson was showing his skill and his wrestling skill. He could beat a single wrestler. This may end. Who knows? This could end up to uh, a um, a a fight between the the brothers one on one because a couple of I think it was last year something. Nick Jackson, uh, not Nick Jackson, Chris Jericho was trying to get into both. Young Bucks had that they should go separate in singles and, you know, and, you know, and pursue a single career. So who knows? This could be a start of that. And then, um, um, so they, you know, these guys keep going back and forth, but Phoenix caught him with a muscle buster, a sit down power slam, and he pinned um, Nick Jackson. Jack, Nick Jackson tries to give him a, uh, a handshake. Uh, Ray Phoenix denied him. He walked out of the ring. The next match was Britt Baker versus Kyle Shida. This is the number one. Britt Baker was the number one ranking as the number two Shida. This match, both ladies were showing their skills early in the match. Britt Baker took control of the match when she started doing the clotheslines, and she was trying to take control of Shida by putting her on the man of a claw. Uh, Shida uh, took control of the match at one point when she, they were outside. Um, Shida's knee strikes are dangerous here. I think she one of those knee strikes broke on Britt Baker's nose and she was bleeding. I don't know if it was broken, but I know she was bleeding through the nose. That I'm sure that was hard for her to breathe. Um, and Britt Baker tried to do everything she can. She did a neck breaker, uh, like a fisherman's neck breakup, a falcon arrow. Uh, but it didn't work. And um, Sheeta did the falcon arrow. I'm sorry. And she pinned 
she did the falcon arrow did the knee strike and she pinned um baker so now what's gonna happen with baker i thought baker will be the number one girl in the um in the whole division but we know rico's still the champ but then they did a dark order promo not too happy about that that promo was horrible i'll tell you that much it didn't they talked they show a fat guy who looked like he was billy they took his glasses they broke it and he was sitting on some train and the tv came out and they talked about join us and you could become something you could be one of us they kept showing the creepers in and out of the screen um my opinion about that promo uh whoever came up with that promo i think you gotta do a little better in order for you to push the dark order i don't think the dark new order needed that promo to push them they are already a uh, a legit group and um who knows we'll see what happens but we'll be right back after this if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let me explain it's free there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Then we had the Dynamite Dustin Battle Royal, and uh, the entry are as follows. Number one was Hamman Page. Then you had Orange Cassidy, Chucky T, Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy with Marco Stunt, Pentagon, Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela, MJF, and a cameo by Billy Gunn. These guys all 12 on one in the ring. Um, I'll give you some of the parts that I enjoy at the Battle Royal. Now, Orange Cassidy just was chilling in the corner like always. That was hilarious. Uh, Jimmy Havoc went on a staple rampage after he got eliminated. MJF being an a-hole that he is, he got rid of Sonny Kiss. And he got rid of Orange Cassidy. People were booing him. Billy Gunn showed that he still has it. Guy's over 50 years old. He was showing him hitting some hard shots. He's like 6'5", looked bigger than everybody in that ring. Uh, but he got eliminated. Um, at one point, also, Joey Janela was in the top, um, I think it was in the top rope, where all of a sudden, Sean Spear came out of nowhere and hit him with a chair, kind of poked him, and eliminated Joey Janela. Um, so the guys who stood behind um, were the last four guys was Hammond Page, uh, Jungle Boy, um, Billy Gunn, and I believe, if I'm correct, was, it was Kip Saban. Or or keep saving, but they all those guys got eliminated. It came down to Jungle Boy Hammond Page, and MJF was hiding by the staircase, and everybody forgot that he did not get eliminated. He pulls down MJF. I mean MJF pulls out Jungle Boy off the corner. He falls, and now next week is Hangman Page versus MJF with his diamond gold ring. The winner will get the ring and will be the winner of the Diamond Dustin. Uh, battle royal ring so something to look forward to so next that's next week chris jericho came out to make an announcement and he said he'll be in chicago um uh, and uh, he started making fun of the fans at one point he can't try to say sorry he couldn't say sorry so he made jake hager say it at one point like jake hager wanted to laugh every time jericho wanted to say sorry he said and hager would say sorry 
then SCU came out and they did a promo where SCU and uh, were trying to beat Chris Jericho to, you know, to put the belt on the line. Jericho was like, you know, uh, you know, talking smack like he always does. Scorpio was saying, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for next week. Give me a month. I'll wrestle because Jericho said, I'll fight you next week in Chicago. But then SCU kept saying, oh, you know, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. And they baited Jericho to put in the belt on the line for next week. So that's going to be the match next week. Jericho versus um, Scorpio Sky. But um, Scorpio Sky shook hands with Chris Jericho. He pulled him toward him. Then a brawl ensued. Uh, Hager against... Uh, against two members of the SEU while Scorpio and Jericho went at it. Uh, Proud Powerful joined in. They started socking these uh, SEU with a sock full of baseballs in it. Out of nowhere, Marcus Stunt comes in and tries to save the day. He gets clothesline for his troubles. Jungle Boy comes in. He gets clothesline for his trouble. And out of nowhere, Luchasaurus appears. And everybody went bananas because now, once Luchasaurus came in the ring, in a circle of left and it was left Jake Hager and Luchasaurus were having a face-to-face um, meeting and it looked like they were going to go at it but Jake Hager backed off and he went his merry way so now next week guys you will see um, uh, Scorpio Sky versus Jericho for the AEW title and that's another match set for next week Luchasaurus like I said Luchasaurus came out to make the save uh, but he was next. He fought Peter Avalon. That match was real quick. Uh, a kick, a flat iron, um, Buster, and Luchasaurus wins the match like nothing. So, again, Peter Avalon, another week, he gets pinned. Why are they doing this to Peter Avalon? This guy's a jobber. Keep getting job, And they need to push him. I'm sorry. They need that librarian crap. They need to stop it. Get this guy a chance. If not, make a cruiserweight division or something. So this guy can compete. He's getting pinned every week, and it doesn't look good. It does not look good. Of course, you got to have jobbers, but Peter Avalon and Brandon Cutler are the two jobbers they have there. We'll be right back. And we're back, guys. Um, the next match was the Private Party versus Santana and Ortiz. This match was in honor of Matt Travis. As you guys know, I went to the House of Glory this past Weekend that just happened, um, and it was very emotional, very, uh, a very, you know, somber um, event, but it was a good event. So these guys came out. First, Santana Ortiz came out. Santana had the shirt with Matt Travis with the wings in the back. Um, then Private Party came out with the same thing. Um, the beginning of the match, you could see that these guys were very emotional in the beginning. So they went to, uh, uh, to break. But the match between these two guys was beautiful. They went back and forth. Santana and Ortiz pretty much dominated this match. Um, they, they're using great tag team skills. They had the private party not... Private party looked like they the way they were wrestling a couple of weeks ago. They looked like they were not in the match. I guess they were too emotional attached to this match. Uh, but what's funny is that the referee again botched a fucking three count. And I'm going to say it because it pisses me off with these referee AEW. This is the third week or the second week in a row that I see an AEW referee botched account. 
they had a three count, and Cassidy was getting pinned by uh, Ortiz, and the referee said one, two, and nobody was touched. The referee didn't grab, didn't, they didn't grab his feet. Uh, they didn't pull the referee. I'm like, what happened? Then he turns around and talks to Santana. Another boss, guys. Another freaking boss. This is ridiculous every week. You know, um, um, it just pisses me off when I see the stuff that just messes up the matches. Uh, Private Party then hit the gin and juice and ended up pinning um, um, Santana Ortiz due to Nick Jensen's interference. Uh, Nick Jackson came out in the ramp, kind of like, you know, uh, distracted, uh, I believe, with Santana. And then all of a sudden, Sammy G comes out and he attacks Nick Jackson. Out of nowhere, Dustin Rose comes out of nowhere and hits Sammy Guevara with his cast. He hit, um, I believe, one of the PMP guys with the cast. So it looked like Dustin Rose is back. Uh, and, they're saying, and then they mentioned that Cody... Rose will return next week, so that is something to look forward to. Then they announced the Park versus Omega Part Two, so that's another match that they have for next week. So you already got three matches set up next week: Hangman Page versus MJF, Chris Jericho defending his world title against Scorpio Sky, and now they mentioned Park versus Omega Part Two for next week. Uh, then they did a, a promo package on Kenny Omega. Um, you know, just the same stuff that he talks about. Then the main event of the night was Darby Allen versus John Moxley. This match was a back and forth match between those two guys. Um, at one point in the match, um, they, they were fighting all over the crowd. Uh, but then Moxley took over control when he played to belly. Um, Darby Allen outside the ring. Um, at one point, Darby Allen crossed body on um john moxley moxley just shook it off and like he bumped into him and didn't even touch him um i think uh uh moxley put the texas cloverly into stf at one point and it, it's funny because at one uh, uh at one point allen went for the coffin drop and he got caught in a chokehold and and it looked like Allen was going to choke. Uh, Allen was going to tap out, but he escaped. Then, next thing you know, they both of them on the top bro, And Moxley hit Allen with a vicious, vicious paradise shift that's from the second rope and dropped him on his head. And the match was over. And that was it. So, that was your AEW Dynamite last, last week. I mean, last week. This week. I'm like tired, so you guys got to give me a break. I'm tired. I'm real tired. So, you know, but, um, yeah, so that was the AEW this week. I mean, they had some good matches. Um, I did see NXT a little bit. I was going back and forth. Um, I think NXT, the ending of NXT was pretty much the same stuff they've been doing for the last couple of weeks and then Raw or SmackDown, the infighting between both of them, so I don't know. I'm still waiting for the ratings to see. I think AEW did pretty good. Um, the matches were pretty good, especially the first one. I think they probably edged out NXT this week, so who knows. Um, we'll be right back after this. Guys, I'm back. And now, 
the part that I didn't want to add to this podcast, but I must do, I must bring it up because it's just something that kind of bothered me. So uh, a couple of months ago, I said that I was not going to cover NWA because Jim Cornette was involved in it. And Cornette, since Cornette's been around and since Cornette has uh, been on the his podcast and other areas calling a lot of these wrestlers who do a lot of high-flying stuff and all that spot monkeys, which I find it ridiculous for a guy who just don't haven't, has not evolved with the professional wrestling how it is. So, supposedly, NWA Power um, pretty much aired out an episode this past Tuesday. Mr. Cornette uh, was commentating. The match between Nick Aldis and Trevor Murdoch and Cornette trying to uh, describe the the viciousness of Trevor Murdoch, his strength. He mentioned, I'm going to put it to the best paraphrase according to what I heard and what I read, was Trevor Murdoch is the baddest man in the world. He'll grab a motorcycle with a bucket of chicken on his back and cross it all the way to Ethiopia. So, a lot of people were saying, oh, why is this a big deal? It's no big deal. Uh, we live in an, an era now that, you know, Mr. Cornet in the past has used the word, the N-word. Uh, all people not today use the N-word and it's no big deal. What he said on NWA Power was racist. People may not agree with me. I may not agree with some people with their thoughts, but... I find it racist. I do have, I am a Latino um, individual. I have Afro-American friends, a lot of them. Um, and I'm not a racist. I love every every uh, ethnic group. And I won't, you know, tolerate racism, you know. And, um, and this country has become um, divided with the situation. But we're not going to talk about his politics. The bottom line is Jim Cornette, again, opening his mouth. And just saying things, uh, outrageous things, and out-of-pocket things, and he thinks he still get away with it. The fact that NWA did not fire him, and I'm going to say that again, did not fire him and let him resign shows that Billy Corgan and David Laguna, whatever his name is, the two guys in charge of NWA Power are spineless because they should have fired him on the spot. In the corporate world today, they either one, two things can happen. They may take you to uh, sensitivity training or you get fired. In the bottom line. And neither of that happened. So Cornette ended up resigning. And then on top of that, goes on Twitter and says, oh, I made a joke. And people are getting all crazy about it. Check my Jim Cornette Experience podcast. I'll tell you my, listen, you claim it was a joke. You're trying to justify for what you said, that it was making a racist joke. is cool. No, it's not cool. Because regardless of what happened, this is retarded. You still think this is the 1970s and 80s when guys back then used to treat the black man and treat them like crap. Look what happened to um, uh, Bill Watts. Bill Watts got fired from WCW when he decided that he wanted to come up with an idea of a of, of, of Dixie lady walking with two black men wrapped with chains around the neck like slaves. He got fired on the spot by TBS. So why Cornette was not fired? That's my whole point. 
and I could rant all day about this. Jim Cornette, I always felt Jim Cornette, this guy is not, he has not evolved with the times. I gave him the benefit of the doubt because I figured, oh, you know, he finally got older. You know, he's not that racist. He's still the same old racist, can, the Kentucky Louisville slugger, whatever they want to call him. He's a racist. NWA power, they were not going to get no support from me. So, and I'm not going to support them anymore now for the fact that you guys did not fire Jim Cornette. He resigned he, and he'll pop out somewhere else, you know? So who knows? This guy is, is a cancer to the wrestling business, okay? He's still stuck in the 1980s. He wants the 1980s to come back. Dude, it's over. Evolve. If you can't evolve, then you need to sit out. That's the way I see it. This is my opinion. Many of you guys may not agree to it. Some of the NWA fans think that the product is good. I don't think the product is good at all. This is a 1980 version. This is a vision, a, a vision that I'm sure Jim Cornette brought up to Billy Corgan and David Laguna to bring NWA to the fore. NWA has been dead since 2006. Okay? And the only reason that they're still around, that they're trying to make themselves relevant, is because Billy Corgan got his hand on it. And it's sad to see a great wrestler like Nick Aldis as the NWA World Champion, but now what? You're the champion of a freaking promotion that just let uh, didn't fire a guy who's a bigot. They should have never hired. He should have never came back. He should have never been the NWA. But you know what? For you to come and put on Twitter that it was an error, there's no such thing as an error. You guys failed miserable, especially, especially, Especially the fact that whoever is the producer of these shows did not edit that part should get fired. So right now, NWA will not be covered by me. I don't care who don't like it. It's my podcast. I do whatever the hell I want, number one. And number two, they're not going to get no no, no, no review here, nothing. I will not talk about them anymore as of today. Unless there's something different. Something that's getting my, my attention right now. NWA has not done nothing. It's the same thing with Impact. Impact right now, so much crap that was going on with Impact. The people were attacking me. Impact right now is slow again. But Impact, okay, will not do such a thing that what NWA, uh, I, th- I don't think Impact would even allow to that, uh, a thing like this to happen. You know, they would have fired that person in the spot. So, you know what I'm saying? You know, certain promotions, or all promotions, are get get uh, review here. But NWA, y'all messed up big times, and you will never get review here, especially after that nonsense. Again, you guys let Mr. Cornette resign. And to top it off, I mean, there's words that uh, NWA reprimanded Jim Cornette because of something he said a year ago. So if you knew that he did something a year ago, was this a setup to get him out? Because they already knew he had said something on one of the shows. Who knows? But the bottom line is, you guys allow this taping to happen. To get aired and didn't get edited. And now this happened. So, anyway. Guys, that is the end of the show. It's been a long night, I guess, for me. But a long day, so. Uh, you guys like what you heard. You like my podcast. Tune in every Monday and Thursday through Apple, Spotify. Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Um, so, any major platforms you guys want to hear it, 
you're allowed to hear it. So, you know, um, tell a friend, support the podcast, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I'll see you guys on Monday. Hope you have a nice weekend. And um, remember, this weekend coming up is the Survivor Series. Um, I may give you probably some input on what happened in those matches. I don't know who the hell is wrestling in the, the Survivor Series. I know it's NXT versus WWE, AEW, I mean, AEW. The uh, NXT versus SmackDown Raw, and um, who knows? I just I put it this way. I don't care, uh, really. In reality, I don't care about WWE because what's going to happen after this Survivor Series is over. But anyway, we'll see. But again, have a good night, guys. Hope to hear from you guys on Monday.